Thank you for listening to CSB Broadcast, your local connection to the communities across Southeast Wisconsin and Community State Bank. Well, welcome to CSB Broadcast. This is our, our latest podcast coming from um, Shepherd's Community Cafe located at 1500 Main Street in Union Grove, Wisconsin. So if you hear any coffee grinding or ice in the background, uh, that's what's going on. Um, today we're talking a little bit about Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin. They're located in Racine and joining me today from that organization are Executive Director Jeff Gustin and Fundraising Coordinator Brittany Flogel. How are you guys doing today? Good, how are you? Good, you guys made the trip out to the Grove. Yeah, yeah, the long journey. Yeah, the long, <laughs> the long journey. Um, can you guys tell us a little bit about kind of the mission of the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin, or I mean, maybe a little bit about the story of how how it got started? Uh, it's kind of a neat little story. It started by accident. A uh, couple guys wanted to help out some veterans that were on hard times. And we honestly thought we were going to help out a couple people here and there, and we've just grown to meet needs that were brought to our doorstep, and here we are today. Uh, we have a village of 15 tiny homes. We have a food pantry that is served or uh, distributed over 135,000 pounds of food, and we're just growing to meet the needs. That's great. Um, now, I first became aware of Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin through another employee of Community State Bank. Uh, you guys were doing a, a donation drive or a, a pickup event, something like that. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting. And so um, how have you guys kind of grown over the years? Uh, public support. Um, we're not federally or state funded. Uh, we're community funded and we just do everything we can to let the public know that there are veterans out there in need and our community steps up to answer that call and help these men and women. And can you go into a little more detail on what kinds of services or what kind of help are you able to provide uh, veterans in the area? Um, we have a weekly food pantry. Um, veterans, uh, lower income, uh, what we consider at-risk veterans. Uh, a lot of people are only a couple paychecks away from being on the street. They can come through our food pantry and shop just as if it was a grocery store. Uh, that helps them greatly. They don't have to make that tough decision between rent and food, medication and food. We try to take the food problem out of the equation so that they can concentrate on keeping a roof over their head or you know, affording medication, things like that. And then we. Uh, this last November was our one-year anniversary for the James A. Peterson Veteran Village. It's a homeless recovery program with 15 tiny homes, and those the veterans that reside there would otherwise be in mass shelters or even on the streets. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about those. What, what kind of help um, do the veterans that come for the uh, for the village? What kind of help do they need? And I guess what's kind of the What's kind of the process for them to end up in the village? Um, the help they need is all different. Um, we have 15 residents, um, 15 different paths that led them to us, and we have 15 people that want different goals for themselves in the future. Um, they come to us as we've gotten established and we've worked with the county veteran service officers to be referred, they get referred to us some walk in off the streets because they heard from heard about us from friends or relatives and uh, basically all they have to do is be a veteran and 
if they're homeless and we have an opening, we're going to get them off the streets. Uh, we're not a shelter. It's a homeless recovery program. We bring resources to our site to work with them to help them recover from homelessness in a way that when they move on from our program, we've broken the cycle and they won't see the streets again in the future. That's awesome. I know that when we toured the facility, um, it's, it's really a unique setup um, where in kind of like the heart of her scene, all of a sudden there's this this independent tiny little, little <laughs> village of, of tiny homes. A village within the city, yeah. yes. yes. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about the, the accommodations or what's in one of the tiny homes? Um, well, the way I explain it to everybody is the tiny home is their bedroom. Um, there's a community center on the grounds, that's the rest of their house. Inside the tiny homes, it's fully furnished. Uh, they have a TV, mini fridge, and a microwave. Uh, and a coffee machine. That that's it. Uh, we don't want them to spend a lot of time. We didn't want to make the houses big enough or nice enough that somebody could isolate themselves. But we wanted them nice enough to be comfortable. And then uh, the community center. That's where we have all the services come to our location to work with them, help them recover from homelessness. Uh, there's a full kitchen in there, uh, bathrooms, obviously, um, laundry facilities, showers, and recreation area. Uh, they have 24-hour access to that community center. That is the rest of their house. Uh, some of the services that we bring in, we do art therapy, music therapy. Um, they just had meditation this morning. Uh, one of our biggest ones is our partnership with the United Way of Racine County for financial workshops. Not only do they do group financial workshops, but each resident that lives there has their own success coach to help with their personal finances. Um, that's huge. Uh, job placement, we have a lot of employers that reached out to us that want to hire our veterans um, and that works really good because then we can work with the employer if there's problems. Uh, we, they are hiring somebody that was formerly homeless and there may be things that come up that hopefully they're a little more understanding and you know, can work with us and our veterans to keep them employed if problems arise and so far that's worked really good. Resume writing, um, work search, all of it, it's all, and it's all done right there at our location. No, Brittany, have you seen um, from the from the community or at the community level, um, what kind of support are you guys seeing financially and otherwise? Uh, right now, uh, more than ever, we definitely uh, do more food drives. We're trying to collect more non-perishable food items for uh, the expansion of our food pantry and donations for that. Um, as for um, donations you can go to our website uh, we've got different options whether you want to donate directly to the food pension expansion or if you or the food pantry expansion um, if you want to donate monthly for supporting a veteran or like a resident um, so there's many different options and we even have our most needed items for our food pantry on the website as well and you t you had mentioned the expansion of the food pantry so you guys um, I don't know if you if you bought or you have another facility right across the across the street for the expansion. Can you tell tell our listeners a little bit about the expansion or what the plans are there? Correct. Uh, so we uh, bought the building across the street, so we're in the middle of demolishing it, and um, we do have plans um, just because our food ex or food pantry did expand quite uh, well well needed. So. Um, we have a lot more storage um, that will be able to accept larger donations, so we're very excited about that. That's very cool. 
Um, and now switching gears just a little bit, I know that you guys kind of have a, a famous resident, or at least famous from some of the some of the Facebook posts I've seen of Freedom the dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he, he runs the show. <laughs> now, Freedom, we we got Freedom right as a puppy, and the whole idea of him is a emotional support dog. Um, somebody's having a bad day, he's a wagging tail and a happy face to greet them when they get home. And that that's his one and only job. He does it, he does it well. Uh, he walks around and as if he owns the place, <laughs> and he kind of does. <laughs> well, I know from our trip out there, he's, he's a good ambassador and he's a, he's a good guide too uh, to walk through the facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking a little bit about donations. Um, and you, uh, Brittany, you'd mentioned some of the things that you guys are looking for. Um, I know with the holidays just wrapping up and things like that, are there any donations? I think you get this listed on the website too. Are there any things that you have enough of or that we're, you know, we're kind of good Please, we appreciate everyone's help, but uh, maybe we don't need any more of those. Right now, um, we're, we're pretty full on clothes. Okay. Um, that's about the only thing that we're not accepting. Uh, it, people donate, when they donate clothes, they clean their closet out, and they come with truckloads. <laughs> so we, and because even though we have our new warehouse, we still have to be careful with our, you know, storage, what we can take. Uh, we don't want to get overloaded and be sitting on a lot of stuff that other people could use. So clothes is about the only thing we're turning away right now, but all we always accept food donations. Um, the next couple months are the toughest for any nonprofit. Uh, we just got through the holidays. Uh, the weather, well, you wouldn't believe it today, but <laughs> the weather's going to start getting bad, and people don't go out like they used to in the wintertime. Um, so food donations are going to be key for the next three months probably. I know that that's uh, kind of top of mind for everyone at the end of the year and during the holiday season, but the reality is is that local food pantries need help all year round, not just uh, not just at holiday time. Um, unfortunately, people go hungry in January just like they do in December, so we got to we got to try to remember that and pace it out so that there's enough for everybody, enough to go around for everybody to get them through, especially the winter months when you know people aren't out and about like they used to. Um, can you guys let everyone know kind of where you're located and if they wanted to make donations or drop stuff off? What's the best way, I guess, to learn more about the organization or how, how people can help out the best? Uh, so we're located in Racine, uh, right next or close by Horlick High School, but our, uh, our address is 1624 Yelp Street. Uh, they can drop off donations during our donation hours uh, during the week, which is uh, 10 to 5, Monday through Thursday, and Fridays 10 to 5. Um, otherwise, um, touring hours, uh, if they give us a call, we can set up a time, or otherwise um, 10 to 2 Mondays, and then 10 to 5, Tuesday through Thursday, and 10 to 2 on Fridays. Well, you've got that all memorized. Yes, no, I do. no sheet of paper <laughs> written down or anything. I can verify that. Um, and I know you guys do a, a really good job of keeping track of stuff on your website for donations and things like that. I also thought it was interesting, um, you've got an Amazon store set up for donations so that people can buy directly things that you've specifically requested for um, for your program. Correct. So um, we do uh, update that quite often. Uh, just things that we, you know, a little bit hard to keep up with ourselves to be able to pick up because I know we're looking into um, some recording things for uh, doing videos, things like that. Is there any? 
And we've had people through the Amazon store actually ship us canned non-perishable food items. Uh, There's so many different ways to donate that are easy. And one of the things I've learned, the easier it is for somebody to donate, the more willing they are to help. We're all busy. We all have hectic lives. Um, And that's what we try to do is make that as easy as possible for our donors. Anybody that's interested, stop by. Uh, We'll give a tour. Um, We prefer that you call ahead and make an appointment, but if you just knock on the door and want to see what's happening there, we'll gladly give you a tour. Um, Our whole program is open to the public. Uh, We want people to see. The more people that come and see it hands-on, the more people they talk to and tell about it, uh, that's how we've gained our support thus far, and we're not going to change that. Um, Donors, we welcome donors to come in all the time. If uh, you made a donation to us, you sent your check to our physical location. That's where you're going to find it. You can come in as a donor, take a tour, and chances are you're going to meet some of the men and women that your donation is helping right there on the spot. Um, We're local. We need the support of the public. Uh, That's why we have this open-door policy. And, again, we, we just welcome anybody to come on in and take a look for themselves. If they got any questions, they can get them answered, and uh, hopefully they'll help spread the word and help us continue to serve our veterans. Absolutely. Well, uh, on behalf of Community State Bank and the, the communities of southeastern Wisconsin, I just wanted to say thank you for all the work that you've done, and uh, we really appreciate you stopping in and uh, doing this little podcast with us today. Well, thank you, and I, I want to thank you, uh, Community State Bank, for the donation that you made, and uh, thanks for coming out and taking a look for yourselves, and hopefully you spread the word for us, and we can continue and uh, have that support moving into the future. That's great. I would encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast online through Facebook or through Twitter to uh, share the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin story with uh, the rest of the people in your timeline. So uh, thank you for your time today, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information on Community State Bank, visit communitystatebank.net. Community State Bank is member FDSC and Equal Housing Lender.